Are you ready to uncover hindrances blocking your dreams? Welcome to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. I'm your host, author and national pageant winner, Joanna Harabedian. Through thought-provoking interviews, inspiring stories and teachings, we help you shine in the four pillars of strength for emotional, spiritual, physical, and financial breakthrough. It's time to step into your God-given greatness. It's your time to shine. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Reveal the Diamond is about uncovering the beauty within you, the multifacets of your personality, of who God's created you to be on the inside. And each of us has a pillar of strength. So we might have, we need emotional strength, we need physical strength, we need spiritual strength, and we need financial strength. And today I have an incredible diamond who is truly a queen of the king of heaven. It's an honor to have her on my show today. And we have an awesome podcast for you. Today, we're going to talk about the emotional pillar and spiritual pillar of strength. We're going to focus on identity. And I want to share a little bit about my my amazing guest who's on the show today. She is a phenomenal woman of God. And she is a very, very, like one of the most successful female entrepreneurs in the network marketing arena and has been a leader to thousands and thousands of people over the last 20 plus years. Donna also has six children. She has eight grandchildren, is married to Tomas, who is from Sweden, and I speak Swedish. And, uh, and I'm very excited to have her on today. And uh, Donna has just released her new book. It's called My Mentor Walks on Water. And so today we're going to address the, uh, like I said, we're going to address the emotional pillar of identity. And Donna's going to speak to that. So Donna, I want to welcome you to reveal the diamond within. Thank you, Joanna. It's so good to be here. Yeah. So I'm excited to have you share. Um, and have a conversation about identity. And I was check, I was looking at your um, intro and in your outline for your book, you talk about who do we think we are? So why don't you speak to that in about chapter one and who we think we are, because we have such an identity crisis right now in our culture. Yes. And you would think that, wow, you opened the book, my mentor walks on water with the question, who do you think you are? But if you think about it, that really is the foundation of mentorship, because who you believe that you are is going to form uh, your decisions and your choices for who has influence over you. So really reconciling that question, who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way that I heard it, it was from my earthly father. I didn't have a normal daddy. It came more like, well, who do you think you are, right? Mm-hmm. And and oftentimes that question can just stop people. And sometimes it takes people their whole life to answer that question. And sometimes they don't even get that question answered before they right? pass on. Mm-hmm. Because they listen to what other people think. Um, they listen to the enemy <laughs> and uh, they don't really reconcile and match up Um, how they see themselves, how we Mm -hmm. see ourselves, especially women, we're hard on ourselves. 
-hmm. We compare ourselves to other people and we need to align how we see ourselves with how God sees us. And that's actually chapter two of my book, how God sees you, who God says that you are. Mm -hmm. Why don't you share with us a point about um, from chapter one, uh, how we can, what's, what's something we can do to kind of shift our mindset on and see ourselves differently. How would you speak to that? Right. Because if we stay on that path of being a victim, uh, we truly just won't have victory. So I call it being, um, have being a victor over being a, a victim. And one of the best ways to do that is to really understand your self-talk. What do you say about yourself? And then find out how that's not serving you, right? Mm -hmm. And then make an exchange, um, make a write a new story. Even if you have to look at it and go, wow, that's me, that's who I am. And it's kind of like a, a tape that you say over and over. That's how our brain works. But just listening to a new story of who you are. That's really good. You know what? Let's, let's, I think this is a diamond moment right here, what you just said. Do you see yourself as a victim or a victor? Why don't you give us a couple examples of what might, what be a victim mentality might look like? Well, for me, it was, I was never good enough. You know, um, those, those self-talk stories that started with my earthly father just continued on through life. And so I always tried to prove him wrong or me wrong and overachieved. I achieved in everything I did. I was a competitive swimmer, um, but I always was trying to overcome something. And so I had to learn what God says about me and just rewrite those tapes. You know, in, in this uh, end of chapter two of my book, I talk about um, what God says about you mm -hmm. um, and then the Bible verse that goes along with it. So when we're saying to ourselves something like, oh, nobody loves me, um, we're just reminded that God says, um, I love you. And then where to find that, of course, John 3, 16. So just rewording uh, those tapes and what we say about ourselves, uh, because we teach people how to treat us. And I'll say that, well, say that again, Donna, that's, <laughs> I think that's really a key phrase to say that again. Yeah. We teach people how to treat us. And so if we do not feel that we're worthy or I'm stupid, or I can't go on, I'm afraid I feel alone, all those negative self-talks, then we invite into our lives, uh, an opportunity for people to abuse us or, you know, not treat us well. You know, mm -hmm. we talk a lot about boundaries, but a lot of our boundaries come from who we think we are. Wow. That is, that's key right there. Our, our boundaries come from who we think we are. So if we don't feel like we have a high self-worth on the inside, we're not going to have very good boundaries, are we? Right. And I think one of the things we struggle with is perfection and to me, it's uh, progress over perfection. And the only perfect one is Jesus. He, he came to save us. And I, I think the notion that we can, you know, you hear a lot about you can become the goddess within, you know, and it's true. We want to strive to be Christ-like, but we are human. We have sinned. We fall short. And to just release that and go, I am not perfect but I'm putting, I'm putting my faith in Jesus, taking one step at a time. And that's enough. 
you know, that's so true. And I know I struggled with perfectionism. Uh, everything had to be perfect. And, uh, and I had to work through that. So that's why I think your book is very pivotal for such a time as this, because, you know, a lot of us don't have a, a high self view of ourselves. We don't have healthy boundaries. And then we, we bang ourselves because, you know, we're not perfect or we're not doing it right. And like you just said, you were striving to, to, to show, prove your dad wrong. Yes. And, you know, and then you've got the enemy as well. You've got the enemy that wants to keep you down. The enemy wants you to believe negative things about yourself, Mm -hmm. because if you believe that you're not going to step up to your obedience, what God has planned for your life, it'll just keep you squished. It'll keep you down. And so the sooner that you can reconcile this so important question, you know, because God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. He's calling each and every one of us. And when we don't uh, think highly of ourselves uh, or see us the way God sees us, then Mm -hmm. we just feel this is what we do. We'll say, well, he can do it. She can do it. Someone else. Me? Not me, Lord. I open chapter six. Uh, how Holy Spirit mentors us Mm. with a a dream that I had. And I loved uh, chatting with you the other day, the the dream and vision that you had. And one of the things I did in the dream, when God called me to him, I just fell to my knees and said, I am not worthy. But you know what? It reminds me of how Peter responded to Jesus in Luke, Luke five, one to three, where he was you know, cleaning his nets, they hadn't caught anything. And Jesus simply said, pass those nets deeper. And of course, they had what we call uh, boat sinking, net breaking results, right? Mm-hmm, right. What was the first thing that Peter did? Now, Peter saw Jesus, he was with Jesus. Guess what the first thing that Peter did? What? Go away from me. Go away wow. from me. I am not, I am not worthy. Yeah. He says, um, when um this is uh Luke 5, chapter or verse 8, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. He just experienced an incredible miracle. And his first response was, I'm not worthy. And how often, Joanna, do we do that? We experience Mm -hmm. a miracle and we say, I am not, I am not worthy. Go away from me, Lord. We're rejecting the miracle. Just like what Peter said. I think this is a really key point you just brought up. That's huge because how many of us do that? We reject our blessing. We reject them because we don't feel worthy. And of course, we know Jesus' answer that we can hear ourselves. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Mm -hmm. And that's the Great Commission. That's what we're called to do. And when we don't believe in ourselves, we won't won't step into that obedience. Mm -mm. You know, Donna, could you share with us the whole vision that you had? Oh, (laughs) it's it's pretty amazing. I was doing a three-day fast and prayer with some of my circle of friends. We call ourselves... Uh, Esther, Esther friends. And I, it was, I was, I w- was waking in the morning um, and it was raining outside. And I, this song from Leland kind of came into my mind, rain, 
and as I was kind of soothing and singing myself uh, to back to sleep, I got caught up in a vision where I saw the entire atmosphere being opened like the Red Sea parting, but it wasn't water. It was atmosphere. Wow. And angels were holding, holding uh, this atmosphere and things were being revealed. Uh, there was so much going on, but you, you can read about it in the book, um, what happens. But what God was speaking during that vision to me was, do not have a haughty heart, be humble and kind. As people wake up and see the truth and know about God and all the lies that they're going to cast off, I saw like this goo, this gray goo mm -hmm. casting off of people and, and coming to Christ. And um, they were feeling rejected and everybody is going to make fun of me. And everyone that embraced them was just such kindness and love and um, it, it was just so beautiful. And then off to the left, I saw God standing with this big book and he called me over. And again, just like, just like Peter, I fell to my knees and said, I am not worthy. And, and I think that's just our, our, our nature mm -hmm. um, is to be humble and know that we are a sinner and that we need a savior. That, that's, you know, that's why God sent his only son. You know, my, I have five children, my, my husband from Sweden. I love it that you speak Swedish. Um, he has one child. He has one son and we'll ponder that, you know, mm -hmm. just, can you imagine sacrificing your only son for us? He loved us so much. It's just, it's, unthinkable. It, it really is mind blowing when you put it like that, when you think about your only child and you're going to sacrifice your only child for the world, for each and every one of us. It's, it's mind blowing to think about. Well, that. and look what God did with Abraham. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a jealous God and he took, took him to the test with Isaac and Abraham, of course, obeyed mm -hmm. and then of course, God spared Isaac. We know the story, right? Yeah, right. Um, but again, just the thought of that is just is 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 just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want the, I want our, our our friend who's listening right now to really take a moment to to reflect on this. That if you don't know Jesus or you feel far away from God, this is your reminder today that. You, he loves you. He's here. And it's no accident that you are listening to Donna Johnson and you are hearing the points from her book right now. And this is for you. Go ahead and continue, Donna. So good. Oh, so good. And yeah, the book was, the book was complete obedience. Uh, and just to, somebody asked me the other day, you know, wow, why did you write this book? And we were in church. And so I didn't want to take up a lot of time. And so all I said was, I was being obedient. I wrote this book because I was being obedient. God just literally dropped it in my lap. And it was just so beautiful. And to know, you know, we don't know when Jesus is coming back, but we mm -hmm. do have signs. Mm -hmm. And I look around and I'm like, Jesus is coming back. And yeah. you know, so many so many of us want to just say, okay, God, come, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. But we have a task at hand, right? He right. wants us to be fishers of people. And so um, I, I said to the gentleman asked me about the book, I said, I was simply being obedient. 
And now that I see the signs of the times and the timing for this book is incredible, people are hungry. Uh, do you know, before the pandemic, the top selling books were by atheists. And now people are just looking around at all the craziness and they're looking up. Mm -hmm. What is going on? And they're hungry. And so I, I told this gentleman, I was obedient. And when I look around and see everything happening, when I stand in front of my maker, I don't want to say to him, I know you gave me that, you gave me that calling to be obedient and write that book, but I just, you know, I just don't think I'm worthy or I don't think you really meant me, Lord. I don't mm -hmm. want to stand before him and mm -hmm. apologize why I didn't move in obedience. And I want the listeners to be thinking about that. What is God calling you to do? Pray, seek him, ask him. You know, oftentimes we pray, but then we have to ask God. We have to listen. We have to mm -hmm. allow him to listen, allow Holy Spirit to speak to us. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I love chapter 12, which is um, calling water walkers. And you address fear. Tell, tell us, elaborate more on chapter 12, because I think this is a huge component of why people don't walk out on the water and what they're called to do. Right. Oh, the, the courage that it took for Peter to step out of the boat. Can you imagine? And in life, at the end of our life, we're going to have action regrets and we're going to have inaction regrets. Mm -hmm. There were 11 disciples that sat in the boat. So what I love to ask people is, do you want to be a water walker mm -hmm. and step out of the boat to what God has called you to? Or do you want to be a boat sitter? Because what I see in life right now is a, a, are a lot of boat sitters. Mm -hmm. People just huddle together at the bottom of the boat. They're scared. Um, there's fear. And th that's just, just feels safe to be a boat sitter. But we're called to step out of the boat and walk on water. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you think about it, when, when Peter walked on water, like you just said, the courage that that must have taken to, okay, I, I'm going to walk on water. And then when he, when fear did set in and he started sinking, Jesus was right there. He pulled him up out of the water. Yes. Yep. That's exactly what happened. And, you know, he just let his human nature get involved and mm -hmm. that's when he sunk. Now, what made you think of the title? Uh, interesting story. I was sharing the stage at a big event, uh, where Tony Robbins was speaking and my dear friend, Rita Davenport, who actually wrote the foreword for the book, she had never seen Tony Robbins live and she was laughing so hard. Uh, I kept, you know, what is going on Rita? And she said, they pay him all that money to have you guys jump up and down and hit sticks. So when <laughs> she got, about an hour later, when she took the stage, and she's a humorist and she's Southern. And she looked out in the audience and she said, what'd you all do? Didn't your parents teach you any manners? What you all doing jumping up and down and hitting sticks like that? And they paid him all that money to do that, right? And, <laughs> and then funny. she said, and what about this walking on fire nonsense? I don't know about you, but I really love my feet. And of course, everyone is laughing. And then mm -hmm. she stopped in the perfect timing, Joanna. Uh-huh pointed up and she said, I want you to know my mentor walks on water. Mm. And I had never heard of her say that before. And it came up in a memory on social media. And I immediately called her and I said, Rita, I've never heard you say that. 
except for that one time. Mm-hmm. And I said, God is calling me to write about this mentorship because people are looking for coaches and influencers. Did you know, Joanna, everybody wants to be an influencer, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, but who influences you? Who has influence over your life? How do you choose mentors, coaches, who pours into you? And I knew that God had a message for everyone about who we need to be obedient to in this world where I talk a lot about in the book, uh, a visual of this rubber ducky. And if there's a Mm -hmm. storm, you're just like that rubber ducky and you're getting tossed in the wind you're scrolling through social media and you see someone does something cool and you start following them. And then before you know it, you're way off track. Uh, So what we want to do is we want to have a boat with an anchor and it's tethered to God, that God is our anchor. And then we don't have to be that rubber ducky that's just thrown in the waves. Oh, that's so good. What a great analogy. Don't be the rubber ducky that's getting tossed to and fro in the waves. Why don't you share what your website is? Because I I, I want people to make sure to go to your website so they can um, order your book um, and also look at your mentor program that you have there. Yeah, it's mentordonnajohnson.com. And we have some merchandise there as well that supports our charity, our uh, orphanage in Uganda, where we also have a permaculture farm and a soccer academy. My husband is a former professional soccer player. And so we've, through Sweden, we've been able to get the kids a lot of gear. Um, But I'm really encouraging people to go to Barnes and Noble and Amazon. It's getting a lot of attention there. Um, Mm -hmm. You can order it. My mentor walks on water Uh, and it's kind of shaken up the uh, literary world a little bit because I think it's taking them by surprise, um, all the pre-orders that's going on. And it's just a lot of fun. Well, it's exciting. And, and, and like we said in the beginning, it, it is so needed. People need to have their identity shifted. They need to have that tarnish taken off. They need to understand how God sees them and your book helps them do that and walks them through those steps. You know, why don't you share, we're going to wrap up in just a few minutes. Donna, why don't you share three practical applications um, that our listener can, can utilize today? Well, section two of my book is about how we're mentored. And if you can remember that mentorship is like that three-stranded cord uh, and uh, uh, scripture mentors us, okay? The word of God, Holy Spirit mentors us. You know, when Jesus ascended into heaven uh, after he rose from the dead, no one else did that, right? Um, He said, I'm gonna send a helper and that's the Holy Spirit. And so scripture mentors us, Holy Spirit, and then our circle, our Mm -hmm. who do you allow access to you? Who has influence over you? Who pours into you? So if you keep those three in tandem, Mm -hmm. they all work together. So for instance, Holy Spirit never fights scripture. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you have a dream or a vision, take it to the Lord in prayer, match it up with scripture and they stay in tandem. And then whoever you weave into your life for authority, for leadership, um, discipleship is another Mm -hmm. word. Um, Make sure it's all in tandem with Holy Spirit and um, scripture. And then the last section of my book, I actually go into each area of your life that we are mentored. So maybe someone that you want to have mentorship in your business or your career may be different than your marriage or parenting. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of really great tips for parenting, 
uh, marriage, um, just, just all the different sections that I think you'll really enjoy. The other cool thing is at the end of each chapter, you can literally use this like a book club or even a Bible study, uh, because at the end of every chapter, we do two things. Mm -hmm. um, we ask uh, questions about reflection mm -hmm. to reflect on what you learned. But think about this, Joanna, everything that you become and who you are has a ripple effect on those around you. So the second part of it first is reflection. Mm -hmm. and then ripple effect. What is the ripple effect? How will what I do, what I believe, um, the way I live my life, you know, mm -hmm. one of my favorite quotes is by Billy Graham, your courage strengthens the spine of others. So, so what good. is your ripple effect that you will have? And we cover that at the end of each chapter. Wow. That's awesome. So exciting. Well, I can't wait to read my copy. I'm, I can't wait to get it. Well, you know, let's uh, close in prayer and um, I'd like you to uh, start and then I'll just wrap it up. Thank you so much. Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord, and we're just so grateful and humbled to be in your presence and to know that you have a plan for our life, Lord. And I just ask each listener to really be open and listen for what Holy Spirit is telling you and speaking into you, Lord. Just open their eyes, Lord. Give them the faith and the courage to step out of that boat and walk on, Lord God, walk on, on water, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Father, I also pray now um, for anyone who needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We just release the fire of God into your heart right now. Release the fire of God into your soul. Release the fire of God into your spirit in the name of Jesus. And if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, just say, Holy Spirit, fill me. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we just bless our listener today. We bless their coming in and their going out, Lord. And we just thank you, Father, for your divine hand upon their lives. And now I pray, Lord, that as they go and they, they find Donna's book, they purchase it, that you will speak to them. You will open up their eyes to see, their ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is speaking and saying. And I pray that all fear would be broken off of uh, our listener today, Lord, in every realm, shape, time, and dimension in the name of Jesus. Uh, Lord, I bless Donna. I bless the work of her hands. And I bless this project, this book project, My Mentor Walks on Water. And I thank you, Lord. It will impact millions of people for the kingdom, for their own destinies to be fulfilled in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So if you're just tuning in, I just want to um, remind you all to go to mentordonnajohnson.com, mentordonnajohnson.com, and also go to Amazon and get that book, uh, My Mentor Walks on Water. And so I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Donna, for blessing us with your wonderful presence and the spirit of the Lord and the wisdom and the insight that you share today. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you. God bless everyone. Thank you for listening to Reveal the Diamond Within podcast. If you're blessed by today's message, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Help us spread the gospel. Visit me at virtualchurchmedia.com. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next session.